Mr. Bridge the other night. All right, all right. Let me introduce this brother. Canope. Israel. Israel, founder of the Israel Family Urban Farm, is an urban farmer, community activist, and husband. Born and raised in Sacramento, he traveled across the country for 10 years on the dime of corporate America before deciding to trade in his frequent flyer miles for seeds and soil. Seeds and yes, soil. Canoke. Uh-huh. Yeah, welcome to Black Talk Sacramento, bro. Welcome, bro. Thank you, thank you so much. I'm I'm really really happy to be here. I've been following you guys for a while now, so I'm glad to be able to sit down and just be able to share with you guys, share with the community and those listening. So I'm ready. Welcome. Welcome. All right, welcome. all right, all right. So let's talk about who are you? What, what, yeah, who are you, and what is urban farming? Because I, I know what you're talking about, but for Tell those us. that don't. You could bring it uh, to I'll bring the- it home. So, so really, urban farming—that's more like a fad word. Um, it's a—it's a really urban farming is really an an old practice that everybody used to do. Basically, what it is, it's growing food inside of what we now call the city areas. So that's basically what urban farming is, and it's you know it can deal with chickens, bees, growing vegetable crops. You know, not too many animals, maybe small animals, maybe a pigs, chickens, goats, things like that. Probably can't keep a cow in the city. That type of stuff. So basically, you know, that's, you know, and it's good. Yeah. You can't you keep a car in the city? Why not? Uh, they need a lot of space. Yeah, they need a lot of space. They need a lot of space. They, needs, they got byproducts, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I got you. you know, we try to do that. People may not be all uh, too happy about that. But really, that's what urban farming is. Um, that's the new word that that's, you know, if you read about, like, right now, there's an article circulating that came out from the United uh, Nations, um, 2014. It was talking about the idea of really just small farms. Nowadays, back in the days, a farm could be, you know, a husband, wife, they're working together, they're, you know, they're taking care of a land. Now you've got these thousand, two thousand, four thousand, five thousand acre you know, agri farms that are, oh, you yeah, know, it's, it's big business. Yeah. It's, it's very big business now. And especially in California, you know, we're, right. we're the agricultural producing so, state. So, yeah. so when, when did, when did, um, big agriculture take over the farming? Ooh. Was it after the Dust Bowl or? It, it wasn't after the Dust Bowl, but I'm going to say right around maybe like the, the 40s, 50s, that type of time. Um, you know, of course, you know, the country started with agriculture. Right. And, you right. Know, but it was family farms, though. Yeah, right. it was family. It was family farms around 1900. Everybody was was practicing. Yeah, because you had to have. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you had to have. There was that. no grocery store. Right? Yeah, I was going to say there was <laughs> no right, grocery right. store. Right. So I used to go down like south and visit yeah. my grandparents. Yeah. They had everything. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Watermelons. And you may have a general store. Yeah, right. But mm-hmm. but like you said, it was no uh, well. My father he grew up in uh, Texas, yep. and uh, they grew up on like eighty acres, yep. and they yeah. farmed yep. the land, you know, and it, and yeah. the land is still there today. Yeah, and my then, grandma she had a she had an urban farm not right next door, so she had like a little farm that she she grew green peas and you know green beans I should say, and right. and we used to help her snap them and you know yeah. that kind and of thing. And then then for us, you really have to look at the Great Migration when we left right. the South, right? Because right. before right. that, we were fifteen percent, yeah. We were 15% of the farmers. We had yeah. about, you know, we had millions of acres of land. We just couldn't make it. We couldn't make it work. It was too much oppression. Right, yeah. The USDA was involved. Was a, the Freedmen's yeah, Bureau yeah. was involved. You had to move around and do different things. You had to move around. So we, we left. So that that was a lot, had to, had a lot to do with what we were doing as far as farming too as well. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, in the cities like New York, you've seen people for years farm on the roofs. Oh, yeah. You know, roofs. They've, they've had farms up on top, you know. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's, it's making a resurgence now but even if you look at the time like world war ii victory gardens yeah um yeah you know 
Yeah. That the year that they actually called for the Victory Gardens. United States grew about 40% of their food in urban farms, Right. Um, some of which are, are still around today. So it's not really a new thing. It's a new thing now, but it's cause being repackaged and sold mm-hmm. as something new. So, We've been so, doing this for a long so time. How so did, how did NAFTA affect family farming? NAFTA? Um, you mean when they started to trade to different with, places? With, yeah, because, you know, it was an agreement with South America right. that they, you know, that they could well, actually truck over. Well, really what it did is produce. it just undercut because, you know, a lot most of the farms, these big farms that are supplying most of the food, they're surviving not because they're making money. So subsidies. Subsidies. Yeah. That's what's happening. So when NAFTA came into play and all of those things happened, then they have to start subsidizing the food that was being grown and basically saying, oh, you may grow... Corn. 100 acres. Yeah, you may buy 100 <laughs> acres of that, but don't worry if you can't sell it. We'll give you a subsidy. We'll give you some money, yeah. Yeah. So, so how, did, how did you get into farming? What, what, was your, what was your... I know. What was the... Was it a voice from heaven or something? What, what happened? Like, farming. <laughs> well, you know, it's one of those things. One, I'm a, I'm a concrete person, first of all. I've always been all through a my life. Person. And, I'm yeah. you know, I'm a person that likes to see things happen in the oh, real world mm, real and thing, concrete, tangible. practical, okay. practical. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you start to look at... There's a couple things. 1986, my mom had breast cancer first time mm. when I was young. It was it was devastating. I was young, but I didn't really have an idea. And that was back when chemo wasn't like chemo of today. Yeah. So she yeah. really, really hardcore I saw chemo, yeah, yeah, it was hardcore chemo and I saw her go through that. Um about in the nineties she had a cancer again. Oh wow. Yeah. Um she's a four can four time breast cancer survivor. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah, yeah. she's she's still yeah, my mom's not going anywhere until she decided to go. But and then my dad, um, <laughs> right. he had his kidney removed. from cancer too. So I had two big hits in my family as far as cancer goes. And so going to the, you know, doctor, the doctor's like, oh, both your parents have cancer. Well, you got an 80% chance. Chance of getting cancer. Of getting cancer. And so I I just didn't like those odds. And so I really started to change my diet into a plant-based diet. And I started to eliminate the fast food, eliminate the sodas, eliminate all the garbage because Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to go out like that. Mm -hmm. And so what happened is in trying to provide food for a family, um, organic, it's impossible. I was working in the corporate corporate world, computer engineer, mm-hmm. you know, doing quite well and still unable to put food on the table organically every single night. Mm-hmm. So, you know, about 2007, 2008, Economy dropped. You know, they were talking about the second Great Depression, all that. And I said, okay. Yeah, the recession. Yeah, recession, all those different types of things. So I was like, well, <laughs> last time we had the Great Depression, we were able to make it because we were growing our own food. We were, you know, making our own clothes. We were, you know, building our own houses. We had that type of self-sufficient lifestyle. We were used to that. So I said, you know what? It's about time. So I went home, spent a few hundred dollars, put a whole bunch of stuff in the ground and was like, hey, I'm about to start growing some food. Two weeks, everything was dead. Mm. Every single thing that I planted, because any fool knows you don't start a garden in July. So I was totally disconnected from nature, totally disconnected from growing food altogether. And then it dawned on me the reason why we're doing all the things that we're doing now is because we have lost what real wealth is. Right. And the creation right. of real wealth. Like if the grocery store shut down tonight at five o'clock, how long is it going to take for people to actually start to go into shop because there's no food? They don't have food anymore. You go to the South, our grandparents and great grandparents, they had 
you know, jams, Cabin, all that stuff, yeah. all pantry, of that stuff. Pantry, pantry. Yeah, yeah, they had pantries that pantry was full. Everything, yeah, it was full. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so it was that. And then from that point, I just was like, you know what? I'm going to start growing food in my backyard. So I used to get up at six in the morning. Then I used to garden for an hour, fix breakfast, take the children to uh, school, then go to work way in Rockland, sit there, come home an hour again and then garden some more. When I got home, I did that for, you know, one, two years strong. And, you know, right that, right that time, I also met Judith and, you know, I was like, you know what, we need to start a farm. And she looked at me, she thought I was crazy. She said, <laughs> you know, she was, she was living out in Rancho Cordova okay, at the time. She was living in Rancho Cordova at the time uh, in a nice, nice duplex. Huh? I'm talking about, you want to have a, yeah, a farm in Oak Park. Like, okay, McDonald. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, from there, um, started growing food. I took a class up in Northern California for three days. And, you know, it was, I came home with this idea, one idea that stuck with me. It was like, forget about the plants. It's about the soil. Start growing soil. That's yeah. the important thing. Good soil, I came, good food. Good soil, good food. I came home, started growing some food. 10% of our food, 15% of our food, 20% of our food. I just kept expanding and expanding and expanding. And now we're up to about 1,500 square feet um, worth of crops oh. that we grow right mm-hmm. now. We've got about 40 fruit trees, um, got chickens. And, you know, it, it's a wonderful thing, but that wasn't wait, enough. Wait, wait, wait. You got chickens? You eat fresh chickens? No. So, we. Who, who's snapping the neck? Nobody's doing no, no, snapping okay. the neck. Nobody's snapping the neck. You're doing it with the eggs, eggs, right? Just the eggs. Yeah, just okay, the eggs. Okay. I tell everybody, if you want the chickens, they're right there. Right. You ain't ringing <laughs> yeah, if you want to get your hands dirty. Yeah, if you want to get your hands dirty, go ahead. It's up to you. <laughs> well, they used to ring yeah, the chickens. Yeah, chicken, yeah, yeah, chicken nightmares. And snapping, so you know, snapping the necks of chickens, it releases all of the chemicals into their bodies. When 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 an animal dies a death that's very horrible like that, all of that fear and all of that mm. terror goes into the meat. So that so, must be the spice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm serious. No, no, seriously though, but you know, that's why if you're going to eat meat, it's best to eat like halal or if it's oh, yeah. kosher mm. because it's killed in a way to where the, 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 the terror, yeah, anyway. it's humane. So you don't get all of that. In fact, the, the meat even tastes better. Yeah. It okay. tastes different. You can tell yeah, the difference. I, I, I once, I once heard, I think I was in a class somewhere and they was talking about how the Indians hunted buffalo and and they were saying that they were actually it was a ceremony. Oh, yep. Oh, yep. they did and, a yep. prayer. Yeah, yeah it was a ceremony. And he said that this person went out with them to watch the ceremony. Mm-hmm. He said and it was like a buffalo came out of the herd to be to be sacrificed. It was like the the buffalo just came out of the herd, be like, okay, I'm the I'm one the that one. you need to kill. Right. And it was and it was like and it's usually an older one and right. you know that kind of thing. So I, I I just I feel like you know I I, I hear what you're saying. It's like and that's one of the reasons why I became vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Was that I felt like we at a time in in technology where we don't have to eat meat. No. Now it's you know I can understand when it was a time where you needed. I to ain't eat meat. no computer chips. You know, and and <laughs> right now it's like you can eat meat if you want to, and I don't and I don't knock anybody that eats meat, but you have to understand that this is not something that you need to do. Right. It's it's just something that it's almost like eating meat is like going to twenty four hour fitness. It's like it's not something that you really need to 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 have and we just doing it because we we like the taste and it's not something that's a survival based thing so that and not yeah. only that but um you do have to um you have to become an animal to eat a dead animal mm. you have to you the have mindset to, that you have takes. to hook into that part of your 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 body and your mind to be able to take a slab of meat from an animal and and throw it on a grill and cook it and and be able to eat it 
Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, if you you go back to ancient, like if you go back to ancient cultures, she like, hey, you know, she's like, what? Like, yeah, I think she walked. Is it somebody walking out the door? <laughs> but okay, but when we're talking about uh, sorry. the organic uh, uh, vegetables and oh, things God, like that, uh-huh. fruit, we're we're talking about pesticides that are being put inside of yes, the fruit yeah. that's being sold yeah. over the counter, mm-hmm. and and I, I believe that you know. Growing it organically, mm-hmm. you know, you you rid all of that. Absolutely, sure. yeah. You know, I, I think some meat for me. Yeah, you know, I I believe in the protein, and you know, maybe I don't eat as much beef. I eat chicken, right? Uh, but I think fish, I think I think it's okay. I mean, like I said, it's and the you thing can't is, really is that knock, you can't get religious about it. Yeah, I don't, I don't knock people, but right. here's one thing that you will understand though is that when you eat meat. Um, when you go to the bathroom, you get bright yellow because that's all the protein that your body can't handle. Right. So yeah. you know, you don't really need as much of these things. Right. They as, said they said that yeah. it was um if you really wanted to eat, it was like a um cigarette cigarette carton cigarette mm-hmm. um, pack size. That's that's all you need daily. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. That's yeah. what they said. And yeah. if you're doing it for the protein, um and I you know but yeah I, I think that. Like I said, you you can't really, like you said, you can't really get religious about it. But right. I think as black people too, as well, is that we have to a lot of a lot of things that we learn how to eat we have to re- was because it was from slave. It was sure. a slave mindset. Well, exactly. it was survival. Yeah, it was survival. Yeah, it was so survival. it's definitely had. something that we have to re-educate ourselves on. It's like not even not even being a vegetarian, but being a responsible meat eater. Well, well yeah, you know, um, I, I believe that you know in the black race we have a lot. of you know, of diseases uh, that we end up having, like uh, diabetes and heart disease right. and things like that, that we need to really mm-hmm. kind of watch out for, right. you know, and that's because of the way that we, we still eat in the way that we were eating when we were right. slaves, yeah, you know, right. we, we're still or eating after, yeah, the, or the, the that survival mode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give yeah. you two statistics and then maybe we'll, cause we could be on the meat thing. We could be on Before this for the rest right. of the show. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. 75% of all of the, Antibiotics bought in the United States yeah. are for animals. Yeah, and then Whoa, you become are you yeah are and for then you animals immune right to the antibiotics that they give you in the hospital. Then you you die of staph infection or something. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. that's one statistic, and mm. then another statistic is that the climate change. Mm-hmm. It takes all of the fertilizers, all these different things that's going on with the yeah. animal, the yeah. CO2. Yeah. It's contributing to the greenhouse gases, which is also contributing to climate change. So even if you're not looking at it from the aspect of myself, um, we're leaving. We're going to yeah, yeah, we're leaving a legacy for our children. Right. And if we don't heal the people planet connection, then they're not going to have anything left. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what's so really more about looking at those things too, as well. Not just the fact of, Oh, it tastes good to me. You know, we kind of have to get out of our individualism sometime and start to think about the fact that the earth is a symbiotic, there's relationships it's an that's organism, going on. Yeah. It's an organism. It's yeah. a living organism. And we mm-hmm. were, our, our, we were p- supposed to be the stewards of it. That's and it. when we break that, when we break that relationship, Mold, yeah. then problems start happening. And that's sure. where we are today. Hmm. Oh, there mm-hmm. you go. Preach. That's a good, yeah. that, was a, that was a good <laughs> one. So how big is your farm? Um, our farm is just under a half acre. Um, okay. So that's probably about, uh, probably about 24, 25,000 square feet. Oh, I don't know what, okay. what that yeah. means. So put that, in, still put that in a, and is it like a football field, half uh, football two, field? About two is it about the size is it, of this? Is it as big as uh, underground books or? Um, well, let me see. Let me think about it. Mm. Well, Give us an analogy of what, usually what? a house sits on. Well, okay, the the houses out here in Oak Park usually sit on maybe about a quarter of an acre. Uh, 
Uh, yeah. So if you could take, so take two of those, take so two, two houses, yeah, yeah two, two houses, two, two Oak Park houses, yeah, yeah, including the backyard, including the lag, yeah, backyard, man. front yard, yeah. all that different okay. space. Oh, yeah. that's that's a lot of space. That's yeah, that's a lot of space. space. Okay. So so name uh, what are some? Okay, I have a I have a nice little cool little farm in the back. And yeah, I'm, you I'm do, trying to get you? my yeah, I'm trying yeah, to get I my little farm. We gonna work that out. So so we work that out. I got I'm growing grapes. Yeah, I we have a plum tree. Yep, delicious. The plums was off the hook. Our tomatoes didn't do, and I know the plums are good. The plums were good, yeah. Money uh, grows on trees. Yeah, okay, there you go. Yeah. Um, uh, we did melons, um, <laughs> and this is on me. I, I thought they were cantaloupes, so I was waiting for them to check. <laughs> Come to find out after they busted, found out they were honeydews, okay? <laughs> but, but I think, you Not know, when we, when we picked up the plant, and it's, I think it depends on where you pick the plants up from. Mm-hmm. That I, I believe that the lady had them uh, mistagged. So okay, yeah. So it did say cantaloupe, and when I put it in the ground, I was like, "These some big ass cantaloupes." You know? <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. So talk about what are some of the things that you grow? Oh uh, man, we grow everything from you know the kales, the cabbages, your leaf crops, your kales, cabbage. Lettuce, mustard greens, turnips greens, all those different things, all the way down to the to the root crops, which is beets. You know, peanuts. um, No peanuts. Haven't done peanuts. So some things and I'll get to that in a second, um, because we have to make we have to make certain types of, you know, decisions because we don't have a lot of space Uh when when you're talking about growing a whole bunch of things. So there's some some decisions that we have to make. But the first thing, you know, beets, turnips, um, carrots, those types of things. um, And then also going into some other stuff such as tomatoes, you know, the regular stuff that you eat on a seasonal basis. But for the most part, and we even have some exotic stuff. We've got some guava back in there that's growing. Um, We've got some um, yacon, which is something that comes from the Andes Mountain. What is a yacon? Yacon, it's... Mm. Is it a fruit? Are you familiar with Jerusalem artichokes by any chance? No. Okay. So it's it's a tuber. It looks like a tomato, I mean potato almost, right? But it it doesn't have that same taste as a as a tomato as a potato. It's it's more of like a it's more like a juicy, watery type of tuber um, that okay. you know that grows every single year and you just put it in the ground and grow it. So we've got, you know, all kinds of different things. You know, we're we're trying to, you know, a lot of course we got the okra. You know, we got those things growing too as well. So anything we can eat pretty much is there okay. growing at any given time. We have something in the ground growing 365 days out of every single year because we're in California. Mm-hmm. This is the place for that. So right now is the time to is is right now the time to plant? Is this absolutely season? right now is the time um, for those people who have gardens. They want to start their fall stuff. Now is the time to actually do it. Um, this is the time you want to start planting your leaf crops, which is your mustards, your turnips, um, your 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 lettuces, you know, your kales, your cabbages. It's time you want to put those in. Also, you want to put in your root crops, such as your beets, you know, also your turnips. Turnips are good. Beets are good and turnips are good because you get two crops for the price of one. You can eat the leaves off the top, and then you got the tuber that's growing in the bottom. So you got two crops in one place. And then at the same time, you know, you also want to start putting in um, things like beans. You can okay. still get into your beans, like your uh, peas and beans, those type of things. Oh, okay, great, absolutely, great, great. great. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. Um, uh, we 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 got to connect now. You also have you also uh, work with people if they want to start farms in their backyard, right? Absolutely. We have a program called We Dig It, um, and what that does is <laughs> I like that. Um, you we know, we 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 will put a garden in your backyard. It's okay. Just as simple as that. Um, we'll come over to your house, take a look at what you got. Um, 
get an idea of what you want to grow. And then we'll come over with volunteers, tools. We'll bring all the plants, everything. And we'll go from 9 a.m. to sometimes 2 p.m. or 1 p.m., 12. And we'll turn your flat space into a thriving garden, irrigation so, and everything. Oh, wow. So how do people get in touch with you? How do they find you? Well, um, you can give us a call, um, you know, or you can go to our website, www.yisrailfamilyfarm.net. Um, you can also check us out on Facebook. Um, you can also go to our Facebook page, We Dig It Urban Gardens. And um, there's a way that you can go and fill out an application and write online and we'll take a look at it, give you a call and hook you up. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Is there is there a fee for this? How's it working? It's no cost. We we also give you um, technical assistance for a year or two, which oh, is, wow. means, well, you know, you can give us a call and we'll tell you what to so plan. So you get a, like, you get percentage of the produce or how, how does it work? Um, what, what happens up to this point is we do check back in and see if people are, you know, make sure people's gardens are going good and things like that. We haven't set up because it does take a lot of time and energy. So we haven't set up anything to figure out how we're going to get some of the produce that people are growing. But we do encourage because we do a lot of the garden builds in the same area. Mm -hmm. So we encourage the people that are getting garden builds to help on builds that are happening to kind of create oh, this cool. community, community cool. of that's people cool. who are getting gardens so that they can start to become support for each other. So sure, that how, how do you like how that. do you feel about hydroponics and indoor farming and stuff like that? <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, right now it's very popular. It's in very York. popular yeah, right now. Like and, and in the cases where there's no access to the soil, the soil is, you know, it's it's got to it's toxic. Then, yes, of course, I'm a purist. Mm. I like soil. I'm always going to be that way. But there are applications for hydroponic and aquaponics. I mean, these are things also because we, we have these new words, but these things have been going on all the time. Oh, if you look time. at a pond and you got some you got fish in the pond yeah. and then you got the, you it's know, whole circular the thing. there's a whole circular thing that's been going on. So mm -hmm. it's not like that thing hasn't been happening. But as far as taking it to the level of, you know, turning they it got, inside they got a farm and you got lights and they got you know, a hydroponics the in, on the space shuttle. Yeah, they have one on the space shuttle where they're growing potatoes and oh, stuff. Absolutely. So it's, it's very cool. And, they, you know, they they try to figure out ideas on how to because they, they planted a mission to Mars. So farming is is going to another planet. So it's very right. So not only do, is farming well, going to be. We shouldn't have destroyed that one. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why, why not take care of the one we have? You need to stop destroying plants. So, I mean, I might move to Mars. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious, though. Wouldn't the gravitational pull have some type of effect on Well, that's plants? what they tested. That's why they put it in space to oh, test so it. Yeah, it test and see yeah, happening. It worked. They grew oh, potatoes okay. in space. And okay. they, yeah, so it's very cool. And, and I, I think that, especially as. You know, as black people, we we have to we have to look at these things because we have a lot of black people that live in urban areas, right? And they might not have access to a um, might not they yeah, don't they don't have they access don't. to soil, right? right? right they live in right. apartments or whatever it may be. So it's nice to to give people that, that idea of nature and 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 see that they they can grow stuff that that is good for them that they can actually eat. You well, know, not just really a, nice. not just a plant a bonsai tree or something, but you can actually eat this thing. You can grow some lettuce or whatever it may be, and it's a nice thing to teach your kids. Yeah, and this, this you start this is salvation though yeah. because see we're, we're increasingly being forced into in artificial environments mm, to live right, in right. and and connecting back to nature um, there's a thing called nature deficit disorder right. and they found that children that are exposed to nature um, while young through playing through gardening through all those different things 
no need for riddling. Right. Yeah. You know, no need for they're more getting, stable. They're more stable. Yeah. You, you know, a mo- lot of our children, especially our children. I mean, I couldn't sit still back then. Back then they called me hyper. But if they would have had riddling back then, they would have probably put me on it. Uh, yeah. yeah. So. It gives you the ability to go outside, interact with nature. It's kinesthetic. It, it engages all of your senses. So, you know, the word kindergarten means child's garden. Oh, mm. yeah. hey. So, you know, yeah. that's yeah. that should let yeah. you know that we're kind of going astray as far as how we need to be teaching our children. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. They need some kind of connection to nature. They need, they need some kind of connection to nature and they need to be um, in the places where we are mm-hmm. or we're supposed to be anyways. Well, you know, the, there's there's studies that have been done and people that eat more organically and, and cut out all of the, like you're saying, the fast foods, the sodas, the ice cream and things like that. The processed that, food. Huh? Yeah, the mm-hmm. processed food. They're becoming more healthier. They, right. You know, they may have uh, symptoms or diseases and things like that. And well, well then, you know, then it becomes a health div- health divide, right? You have this, you have a whole host of people that live healthy, Right. They have all the, the avenues so their brains work right and all this kind of stuff. Then you have people that live, you know, off of processed food because it's the cheapest food. Yeah. Right. And then so, you have a whole segment of the population that, that don't have, you know, it's a it's a health divide. It's like so if you poor, you eat more unhealthy. Right. You know, then so with with the word organic, uh, okay, the, the, with the word organic, the, the, that automatically sends the prices of food up. So well, not not really. What so, really sends the price of food up is transportation costs. It's transportation. It's okay. not. It's like, for example, if I live next door to you and I'm growing some food that's organic, me taking it to you, there's no transportation cost. Seventy percent, yeah. sixty to seventy percent of the price for food in general is transportation. So if you buy local, you can, going. if you yeah, if you buy. Yeah. Local. That's why urban farms are so important, especially for our neighborhoods, because, you know, you you know what Oak Park looks like. Um, liquor stores, yeah. empty lots. Yeah, Plus you get right. a lot Fast of, you get a lot right. of, uh, a big uh, food, desert, right. food deserts. Yeah. Food, food deserts. deserts. 26.5 million people yeah. are yeah. in food yeah. deserts. Now, do you sell any of your um, food that you grow? Um, at this point, um, it's not legal for us to sell because we're, okay. we're in the county. You know, we have the right. county finger right. area. Right. So if you're familiar with some of our work, we were um, one of the founding members of the Sacramento Urban Agriculture Coalition. And through that coalition, we were able to get the law changed so that you can grow food in the city and then sell it in your front yard. Okay. And we're in the process now of talking to the planning commission. Um, you know, maybe by the end of the year, that will be in place there in the county. And what we'll do is we're just going to have a farm stand right in the driveway. Yeah, that'd go. be nice. All right. there I, we go. Yeah. So, I so, just came from Italy. So do you go to... Where? What part of Italy? I was in Pozzuoli, Italy. And what was cool was... Is that was, north or south? That's like the south. Okay. What was cool was they had these little trucks. And on the back of these trucks was all fresh vegetables and stuff. And they just would drive anywhere. There were stands, there were fruit stands, and everything, fruit stand. everywhere. <laughs> we used to do that no they used to, Yeah, yeah used I was going to gonna say that. That, that, that used to happen right here. I remember the watermelon man. He used to yeah, be he used yeah, to okay. me riding down. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, so, 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 but can you go to like a, um, um, what they got those, um, I want to say those, those, Farm market, farmer market. Do you do farm market? market or? Um, we don't do farmers markets, and because you know, for a sm- see, the thing is, is that see, we have to get back to the way that we used to do things. Do things right. And and so when you think about food, as a farmer, it's more work to harvest the food, keep it cool, do all those things, package it, make it look nice, and get it to a market. That's 
more work, work than actually work, growing the food itself. Right. So at this point now, we're not doing farmer's markets. We've done farmer's markets in the past, and it was quite lucrative for, for all of our products. So we don't just grow food and sell it. Uh, a farm is the miniature city. So we've got all kinds of things going on. We, you know, grow our own, grow our own um, we make our own soap, I was jams, gonna see, yeah. I was body gonna butters, say, which yeah. are right across the street over, over at the display. Yeah, yeah, over at display right now. So there's, so we're talking about creating value uh, deeper than the fact of, oh, you're an urban farmer. No, no, we're, we're value creators. We're, we're taking the responsibility of producing something that we have to have three times a day on ourselves. And so the empowerment, the confidence, all those different types of things that go along with it. And then ch- our children are able to see this. So then they can see an alternative future of go to school, get a degree, go to college and then work somewhere for 75 years that, you know, they don't ever get to see their house. You know, right. so there's there's a lot more to this than just urban farming, farming itself right. when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah. So. So. OK. Tell us where where. Tell us again where we can find you online. Okay. And then tell us where your farm is located because you have, do you do you do like workshops and stuff like Absolutely. that? Absolutely. So we're, we're located in, we're located on Roosevelt Avenue right off of Stockton Boulevard. You can find us, our phone number is 888-487-9494. Our website, once again, www.yisrael.com familyfarm.net and you know Facebook you can find us in the same place Facebook the Yisrael Family Farm and that's that's where we are and we have I have a class coming up this Thursday at Colonial Heights Library Um, it's about fall and spring planting so we're going to talk about all of the things that you need to do for fall how to get your soil together all that stuff okay and what time is that 530 okay 530 at the Colonial Heights Library yes and it's free free. class and it's free free. we like free (laughs) not sustainable though. You- <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. not sustainable though. Wait, wait, it's called ecology. Yeah. Okay. ecology. <laughs> I'm loving what you're doing, man. Um, it's great. You, you were also on the cover of uh, Sacramento News and Review. Oh yeah, that was a trip. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, now we know your face. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think that it's good because when you start to look at the things that are going on around food, especially in our community, it's not an accident, it's by design. And because of that, you know, when I go to the meetings, I'm I'm usually the only one of us there at these meetings right. and their and decisions are being made about, oh, we're going to put this here. We're going to do this and do that here. So I kind of almost look at myself as like, you know, a, a representative for all of us trying to figure out the pathways. I'm like the Jackie Robinson of, of the urban farm. Trying to figure out a way to keep the door open. So, yeah, you know, so other people the, can come through. So other people can come through. So, so mm-hmm. as you heard earlier, we were talking about this is our 24th um uh, show, which is our two year anniversary. Absolutely. And we're talking about now we're, we're ready to come out into the community. Mm-hmm. So we would love to come to your farm oh. and, and, and let you take, take us on and the tour. people that are watching on the tour of your farm. Absolutely. And uh, maybe we can have yeah, some, something nice. to, uh, to, we can have to, you for to sure. Grub on and no, but what, what we're going to do is okay. we're going to go help on a tour for the farm. Okay. And maybe we'll snap peas, but after we're done, uh-huh. we're going to have a meal. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, we're gonna oh, have, we have a meal. meal. Oh, look at look at look at the yeah, look. And, and there's Judith right over there. Uh, Judith, the Judith is saying, "You didn't you tell me." You said you here. didn't tell me nothing about no meal. So, so we okay. Uh-oh. So we're, we're asking Sacramento to come along because we need to support this brother. On what, what he's doing. doing. He's it's a great vision. It's a great vision, and um, we'll talk more and we'll 
tune you guys in. So we'll before we do this, we'll have another show. And so we'll, we'll let plan you know. it and we'll let you guys know. How's that sound? Is yeah, that cool? Sounds good. Sounds good. Is that cool, yeah. Judith? Okay. All right. Is it okay. good? Okay. All right. Okay. By a clap of hands, yes? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. We're going to make it happen. It's going to happen. All right. Thank you, Israel. So Israel. Man, this I, is I appreciate it. Thank you for coming out, man. This is... Uh... Can I... Can I, I... I just have a couple of more no, things. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have a couple this of more things. This is your things. platform. Oh, thank you so much. So what I want to do is I want to say that now um, there's... Black farmers are disappearing. Yes. And so nowadays mm-hmm. there's so many different opportunities for people of color to get into agriculture. For example, there's the 1890 Scholars Program. If if you, as a college, you know, a college freshman, you go one of the land-grant black colleges, they will give you free tuition. Wow. They give you a laptop, guaranteed summer employment with the USDA. And when you get out of college, for the most part, most people get a job. Wow. Okay. From wow, the wow, USDA. Wow. Now, now, how, how do they get in contact and find out about that information? So you, all you have to do is look 1890 scholars program. Okay. If you look at that, it'll take you to the USDA website. And then also, um, you know, we have to what we also have to understand when we're starting to look at this is, you know, we're dealing with systemic racism and oppression right. all the way through. And many people are are in league with this system and they don't even know it in many cases. Mm -hmm. So when we start talking about police brutality, police brutality has to do with the fact that there's food deserts because it's the same system that's promulgating all of this. And in order for us to kind of get in a position of, I guess you could say power, because we're very, we get attached to popular moves, not power moves. So we have to deal with power moves because a lot of people say, well, you're an urban farmer, you grow food. I said, no, I'm in the real estate. Ooh, okay. there you go. There you go. <laughs> that's, and, and, and that's real. Yeah, I'm into real estate. Right. Because in order for you to grow food, you have, you have to, have to have your land. own land. Yeah. You have to have your own. So are you looking to buy lots? Because there are uh, plenty for lots. Or is that something we'll, we'll, we'll bring to the point? <laughs> okay, well, anyway. Any, okay. Yeah, so that's that's all part of it. Because right now, that's where the land grab is. Right. There's, there's so many empty lots uh, in Oak here, Park oh, right Lord, now yeah. that... That's where the land grab is right now. Right, right. You know, to where those places are. So we have to start looking at things from more than just this superficial idea. You have to get into real estate. You're going to have to get into economic development. And when you start to do that and people ask me, well, how much money do you make urban farming? I said, well, think about how much money you save. That's because I can stay in my house for two, three weeks and not need to come out. Right, right. You know, because anytime you walk outside your house, you start your car. That's money. You go to the store. That's money. Money. And yeah. anytime you have to leave your house, that's money. Yeah. So we're really talking about economic development and economic empowerment and taking control of our economics. Home economics, they used to talk call it back then. Yeah. So yeah. this is, you know, more than just growing food to sell it in the new, you know, fad thing. Because I went to Italy, too. Now, mm-hmm. we're, in fact, we're, Judith and I were about to go again. But we went to Italy last year and I met farmers from South America, Central America, Africa, you know, and mm. Australia. And they were like, oh, you Americans, you guys urban farm. Ha, 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 ha. We've been growing food in the same place for 1,500 years, 2,000 years. And it wasn't urban farm. It's called survival. This is how we did it back then. And you guys came here. And what happened to y'all? <laughs> that's what the question yeah, was. Right. What happened to y'all when you got here? Y'all don't remember? Did you guys- Industrialization. That's what happened. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's deeper. It's deep like 
like Rick Ross says, is deeper than rap. Um, it's deeper than urban farming. It's 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 about economic development and economic empowerment. Take mm-hmm. it seriously. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, now do you work with uh, Michael Kabaka? Uh, Kabuka, uh, Michael Kabaka. 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 Yeah. Was- you know, Michael Kabaka. He was one of the people, when I first started growing food, he did an agricultural summit at the state capitol yes. some time ago. And I was there at that thing. And there was another thing in San Francisco that he did. Up until this point, I mean, I know that he works a lot in Stockton, different places. Yeah. We haven't gotten a chance to do a whole bunch of collaboration. But I will say that in being connected with him and talking to him back when I was just a fledgling, you know, a green, you know, green behind the ears farmer, he said some things to me that were very, very important. So, you know, we all, anybody that's in the soil, it's real work. Okay. Shout out to Michael Kabaka. Oh, yes, sir. Shout out. Thank you for coming out. All right. It's awesome. All right, man. Appreciate it, man. Israel. Thank you for having me out. Let's set that up. Okay. All right. All right. We look forward to that, bro. Can I get a shake, too? That was awesome. So Israel just uh, hipped us to, uh, what is it called? We Dig It. We We Dig dig It. it. We Dig It, I believe. Yeah, We Dig It Urban Gardens. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, amazing, amazing work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you have, come on, back. come on, come on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't talk about Project Good. Project Good is our um, youth mentorship program. Um, this Sunday, we're going to graduate five of our students. Um, we've, they've been with us for about six, seven weeks. They learned how to grow food. They learned how to grow themselves. And they learned how to grow community. Um, what's going to happen is the graduation ceremony goes with one them getting them stipends because for with youth, whenever I work with you, I make sure that they get paid. They okay. have to get they have to do they that because, to. you know, we can't have this volunteerism in our communities that are already impoverished. We have to make sure that right. those things happen, because right. I know you guys were talking about economics and employment. We were talking about gang prevention mm-hmm. um, at the same time. What they're going to do is they're going to come. They're going to show their parents what they learned about the soil, all that. And then they're going to follow it up with cooking dinner for for their families. Oh, wow. It's kind of okay. like a farming recital. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Okay. So anyways, Project Good, Growing Our Own Destiny. I'm going to leave some flyers yeah. here at Underground Books and um, you know it's something that we do with the youth so I just wanted to make sure that I said something about that so if you're young you know 15, 19, 20, 21 you want to get into growing your own food community projects civic engagements we got you alright 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 yeah I'm loving, it. I'm loving it holistic approach to community very good very good yes, yes. so and you get fed yeah, yeah, and you get fed. Well, and, 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 and natural food too. And you're into real estate yeah. and, and real estate. All the things, <laughs> <just> all <laughs> the things no, no, that the go together. The building of economics. Dude, you, we're talking about building community. This yeah. is it right here. Yeah. So thanks, man. We really Thank appreciate you. that. We really but we also really that. look forward to coming and having this meal you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I want some greens sure. and some cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> I'm setting my uh, you said and some and some and some and right. some oatmeal patties. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you want to hang out for the rest of the show with us, man? You could uh, come on and hang out. We, we're gonna go into the uh, to the um, to the other news. To the other news. All right, all right. And then so, if you have anything you want to add, that's cool. Absolutely, come on into it. I'll do it. All right. So, uh, Doctor Doctor Dre got handcuffed.